Welcome to the At Passion Biz Show, where it's our mission to highlight the positive impact being made by successful entrepreneurs in the medical cannabis industry. Now, here's the host of the At Passion Biz Show, Tim Strombol. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the At Cash and Biz show. Thank you so much for being with us wherever you are, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or www.cashandbiz.com. I'm your host, Tim Strombel. Very happy to be with you this afternoon. We have a very cool episode. We're talking all about your pets. Who doesn't love their pets, your cats, your dogs, whatever animal you choose to have? We love pets here at Cash and Biz, and we want your pets to be as healthy as possible. So what did we do? We went out and we found Sarah Brandon, okay? She is the CEO of Canna Compassion, the vice president of the animal division of Farmer Green. Uh, we're going to break down everything in this episode. We're going to talk about CBD pet treatments like never before. How does an animal's size affect their treatment? What's the biggest flaw with the current market? And how is Sarah and her company fixing that flaw? Years of research have gone behind what they're doing. Let's go ahead and jump right into the interview now. Sarah, how are you this afternoon? Thank you so much for joining us. I am doing well. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're very pumped to have you. First of all, before we even get into the CBD uh, pet angle that we're going to talk about this whole episode, could you share with us a little bit about your history and your qualifications to kind of give people the backstory about you? Absolutely. So uh, my husband and I are both uh, licensed veterinarians in the state of Washington. And uh, years and years ago, about 15 years ago, actually, uh, my husband's joint issues, uh, old sports injuries started causing him problems. And he unfortunately cannot take standard pain medications uh, for he's allergic to them in short. So he started looking at medical cannabis. We saw how uh, medical marijuana works great for him. And we wondered why we couldn't give it to our own dogs and cats. Um, at that point in time, we knew the toxicity effects that we could look for, you know, the, the scary THC toxicity, dogs and cats do not like to get high. Uh, so we, we knew what we were looking for and we decided to go ahead and give it a try. Um, our first patient was actually our dog, uh, Riley, big Rottweiler, sweet dog. Um, did not have very good genes when it came to uh, his hips. And we uh, administered our first dose to him. Unfortunately, he did get a little bit high. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it controlled his joint pain very well. And that was kind of the start of it. Uh, over the next 10 years, we refined our dosing structure, giving it to uh, various animals, dogs, cats, uh, personal ones, our fosters, friends and family. And uh, that is kind of the backstory of how we got to where we are now. So when did you decide to take it from a product that you just had at your house that maybe you were doing friends and family to really market it towards the masses? What was that decision like for you? Scary. <laughs> we were in a clinical setting, uh, both of us uh, practicing uh, veterinarians, and this is a very big jump for us. But we thought we had a very good product. We were seeing extremely good results, about a 90% response rate, actually, which was phenomenal. And we wanted to make it available to the public. Uh, so what we decided to do uh, back in uh, 2014, the very beginning of 2014, uh, we decided to go ahead and put the company together, Canon Companion, and made it available as an e-commerce. Uh, one of the things that we really strive to do is to not just provide a good product, but we want to provide education. This is a new uh, 
a new therapy, a new supplement for dogs and cats. And most veterinarians don't know about the benefits of it. Most humans, uh, you know, pet parents, they don't know about uh, the benefits of it or they do, but they don't know how they can dose their cat and dog. And so we're here to help with that whole process. Um, we also very, very open about the fact that there's a lot we don't know about this plant and how it works in dogs and cats. So that's another thing that we uh, we try to be very open about. What do you think is the biggest barrier? Because you just mentioned a lot of the vets that are currently uh, working with animals. Uh, what do you think is the biggest mental barrier for them to really find out about this? Is it just the lack of knowledge that's out there? Uh, do they need to go to classes? How does that work? Well, there there are no classes. Um, there are a few uh, other professionals that are out there at the uh, various veterinary conferences. Uh, will be some of those in 2016. Uh, but most of those people are reporting on what research they've been able to find. And they're just talking about the toxicities of THC and the potential benefits of CBD. And where we're coming from is much more detailed than that. And I think that is that detail is lacking in, in what they have available to them. Uh, so education, in short, is our biggest hurdle. I think our second biggest hurdle is is how we are trained in this country to only utilize products which are tested in a very particular manner. Now that testing process has its benefits. It, it is very clear that if something is toxic, well, you can't use it. Um, but many other countries, Israel is a decade ahead of us in the States with respect to medical cannabis therapies. and. Unfortunately, in this country, a lot of us, uh, even as veterinary professionals, are not trained to take advantage of those other studies. And that's kind of been a stumbling block um, because there are no double-blinded studies for dogs and cats with any kind of medical cannabis. Um, so it's that's a bit of a stumbling block, getting people to understand that, that there's a place between what the United States has a tendency to think is ideal in the form of testing and no testing at all. Somewhere in between is, is a little more appropriate and that's something we're trying to to kind of get over that hurdle. Getting over that hurdle, let's talk about CBD pet treatments as a whole. What has your research shown and how has that guided you over the past 10 years in terms of uh, the correct treatment in your eyes when it comes to pet treatments? So one of the biggest things that we really value is the whole plant. Uh, Medical marijuana itself is, is really too concentrated in uh, CBD, your main anti-inflammatory, anti-epileptic compound in cannabis. It also has a tendency to be very high in THC as well, uh, the high-inducing portion of it. When you look at something like the hemp plant, it has those same compounds, but it's a much smaller amounts and much more appropriate for a smaller body size. The other thing, and I'll stress this a lot, is the entire plant should be used. Uh, medical marijuana research in the human world has indicated that a complete cannabis product, one that uses CBD, CBG, CBC, uh, THC, uh, various acids and non-acid forms of all of those, plus the various terpenes that are found in cannabis plants, all of those things come together for an entourage effect. And what that entourage effect means is you get far more benefit from the plant, uh, looking at a medicinal value uh, of it, than if you were to use just each single ingredient. So a CBD only product is not necessarily a bad thing and it has its place, 
but it's not going to be as effective for a wide variety of conditions. And you're going to have to use a lot more of it. Anytime you use more of something, you run the risk of an increased side effect. In the case of CBD, your biggest side effect is sedation. Um, it triggers certain chemicals in the brain and those chemicals can make you very sleepy. We do see that in dogs and cats. Um, and so that when you use a, com a complete cannabis product, you don't see it as often. And we found that to be extremely true in dogs and cats. Um, we've also found that when you look at a CBD to THC ratio of two to one to six to one, that seems to be uh, the, the area where most dogs and cats respond, humans as well. Uh, you're gonna get the most benefit there. If you go below that two to one ratio, you're going to increase your risk for um, psychoactive effects, so with a high feeling. If you go above the six to one ratio on the on the CBD, you're going to have an increased sedative effect. So that's that's something that we we definitely learned over the last ten years. And the, the human, like I said, the human medical marijuana research is going that same direction. So it all seems to, to fit nicely. Something interesting I wanted to talk to you about uh, was when you look at CBD products and a lot of them that are online right now uh, that are just CBD, it'll say like CBD spray for your cat or CBD spray for your dog. But in nowhere on the packaging, a lot of the times I've found, does it have anything to do with the size of the animal, the weight of an animal, a dosage? They might recommend one squirt under the tongue. First of all, I don't know how you get a dog to let a squirt sit under their tongue. That's a whole side, <laughs> that's a whole side issue. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, so the the dosing thing, I can say how we did it. I don't I don't want to disparage uh, other companies, um, but unless you understand dog and cat physiology, a, a carnivore as opposed to a human, which is going to be an omnivore, you need to understand a carnivorous GI tract, how they absorb things, how they don't absorb things, how that uh, works with the different types of cannabis compounds, uh, the different formulations. Are they a powder formulation, an oil, a tincture? In the case of a spray, you're usually looking at a tincture. Um, there's little pumps that you can use that are oil-based, but there's all of those things have to come into how you dose that particular animal. We don't have an, an industry standard in the veterinary community for, you know, you have a, an animal that weighs so many kilograms and you can say, okay, I'm going to give them X milligrams of CBD per kilogram of body weight, and I expect this response. That doesn't exist. We have a loose time frame, or excuse me, a loose dosage range of that uh, based off of all that we've done. But unless somebody has really sat down with the hundreds, and now it's to the point of thousands of animals uh, that we've dosed, they're not going to have an actual dose range for that. Uh, it's not as simple as one drop of an oil per 10 pounds of body weight. That doesn't work that way. Uh, if you give one drop of a highly concentrated oil to a cat, you're going to have a cat that's sleeping for 24 hours. Uh, if you give one drop of a concentrated oil to a Great Dane, they're going to look at you like you did nothing. Um, <laughs> so it's, yeah, I, I would I would be a little cautious on kind of broad spectrum spraying, Um uh, yeah, mostly just because you're, you know, humans have an average body size. Dogs don't have an average body size. Cats are a little bit easier, but still a five pound cat versus a 15 pound cat is a big difference. 
Well, then how do you think your research, because, I mean, there cannot be a lot of companies out there who have been doing this 10, 12, 15 years. You guys have been doing that. You've been documenting how you've been doing that and coming up with specific ways to treat these animals. How do you think that's setting your products apart in the space towards something that CBD oil you may just pick off the shelf and try to give to your cat? The biggest thing is we are extremely confident based off of all of that history, all of those clinical trials, uh, informal clinical trials, but still we can document all of those things and we can say uh, out of these 200 animals where uh, X milligrams was given within this body range, this this weight of animal, we can say that 90% of them respond in a certain manner. Um, So without that background research, it's really a bit of guesswork. I'm not saying that these people are wrong or that they have anything that, that doesn't necessarily work. Um, but I would be very surprised if they had, uh, if they had that much clinical research behind it. Um, and ours definitely does. Uh, we, we've documented everything from Riley well over 10 years ago uh, to the cats I just gave their hemp this morning, our older cats that I just gave it to this morning. I mean, we've, we document all of that. Um, and uh, next year when we go to the different conferences, we will present that information to the veterinarians so that it can increase their education. They can talk to their clients about it um, and we can actually get more research going. We're talking with Sarah Brandon of Canna Companion. She's their CEO. She's also the VP of the Animal Division of Pharma Green. They're getting set for a new launch upcoming, which is very exciting into the space. Uh, Sarah, I know we kind of just talked about it, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but what do you think the biggest flaw is overall in the CBD animal pet treatment market? Is it just that blanket exposure, or is it the fact that there's not enough research? What would you put your finger on and say, this is the number one thing we need to change? That is a very good question. Um, I think the number one thing we need to change uh, is going to be very difficult Um, more is not better. Uh, Giving human products to dogs and cats or just making the same product but maybe a quarter of the strength, that's not appropriate. That doesn't make sense to dogs and cats and their physiology. uh, And that is something I really think needs to be changed. And we are hoping to be able to change that. We have the education and the background to do it. We have the desire to to talk about this uh, with everybody. We'll talk about it with pet parents. We'll talk about it with veterinary professionals. Even people that, that don't agree with us, we can certainly talk with them as well. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest one, followed by some more specific research. Um, while there is there are toxicity levels for THC and CBD, we don't have uh, we don't have a lot of studies where it says. In fact, we don't have any studies where it says if you give a placebo pill versus a cannabis pill, no matter what kind of cannabis it is, versus a standard anti-inflammatory pain medication. Uh, there are no studies that say which one works better than the other or which one has more side effects or not. Uh, so those are some of the studies that need to get out there, um, and that will help. I think take some of the, the limelight away from the more is better idea. Um, and, and that's probably the biggest thing. Uh, I think, yeah. 
To break that down for those who are listening to us, uh, Sarah, the VP of the Animal Division at Farmer Green, she's uh, you know a licensed vet. She's been doing this a long time. Has actual animals that she's treated with her products and then tailored them to that. One of the reasons why we wanted to bring this into the Cash and Biz Show because it was so interesting. Uh, there are a lot of companies out there who do sell different CBD products for a wide range of uh, possible applications, but they're not a lot that specifically target saying this is for this this is for this we have research that says this there aren't a lot of people in the industry that can say that okay so we got sarah on here she's enlightening you as to some of the uh industry knowledge she's developed over the last you know 10 15 years uh so some really interesting uh stuff on the horizon for both canna companion and uh farmer green so definitely stay tuned for that um Sarah, if you could, I mean, I kind of just alluded to it, but how do you think your treatments are going to revolutionize, uh, excuse me, revolutionize the industry? Do you think your treatments are going to lead to other companies kind of expanding their minds as to specifically tailoring quality products to a specific type of treatment? We hope so. Uh, we, we really do want to be the leaders in the industry. We want to be the source for people uh, come and ask questions, even even companies that, that might be future competitors. Uh, we want to increase the knowledge base, have high-quality products available for dogs and cats. And I do think it'll revo- revolutionize not just the cannabis industry, but, but veterinarians. This is one product, uh, just the cannabis plant. It's the only plant out there that we have an entire system, receptor system, designed just for that plant. And there are studies out there that show that that applies to dogs and cats as well as humans. Uh, so we can at least, we at least know that, that the receptors are there. Um, but all the rest of it, yeah, I mean, we really, we want to be the leaders. We want to tell people what this really cool plant can do. We want it to be available for pet parents to use as an adjunct to other therapies, uh, as a sole treatment where appropriate. We want veterinarians to be able to, uh, you know, reach off and, reach off their shelf and say, hey, I think this will be better for your dog or cat because of these reasons, or say, you know what, let's start with this other thing. It, it just should be available. Now, and, yeah. I, I know that it's illegal for um, uh, human doctors to prescribe, <laughs> but yes. you can recommend it. Now, is there anything in the vet world that keeps these products from being on the shelves? Yes and no. Uh, some individual states, uh, veterinary medical associations, uh, actually forbid veterinarians from even talking about cannabis. They can't recommend it. They can't say anything. Other, and probably more commonly, uh, other states, uh, veterinary medical associations just don't say anything. Uh, there, there's no comment on it whatsoever. Um, where we're coming from on our end by utilizing hemp and keeping the THC below 0.3 uh, that comes into a CSA exemption uh, clause that says that natural THC that is not psychoactive uh, does not fall under DEA regulation. And that is something we can take advantage of where the veterinarian doesn't have to worry about getting into trouble. They can mention hemp, they can mention cannabis, but they're not talking about marijuana. And so that's that's a little bit of a way around around the legal, the legal system until the legal system catches up. Uh, and it will catch up. It's just... It's a it's a ground based movement and those take time. The populace is demanding something and eventually the, the laws will change, uh, making it easier for everybody. But until then, the, the hemp portion of it means that it can be over the counter. And if a veterinarian is concerned about 
dosing changes or recommendations, uh, we can do that legally. They can send their client to us uh, and we offer this for free. This is just part of our company is we will help them determine what dosing structure they need for their animal with our product. Um, and I think eventually that will make it a little bit easier for, for veterinarians to kind of get out there and, and really get more comfortable with what this product can and cannot do. You know what bothers me about this whole process is we're talking about the correct dosage towards body weight and you know type and size of dog. We're not even talking about it with humans. There's no one talking. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> it's the same problem. It is. It is exactly the same problem. Uh, in fact, the uh, I'm, I'm fascinated at watching the human world because oftentimes that will trickle down to to the veterinary world. Um, this may be something that goes the other direction. I don't know. Uh, it may be that the animal world helps narrow down the dose range and different therapies uh, for different dosages and, and all of the kind of things that we typically see with other products. It may start on the veterinarian side and move to the, into the human side. I, I don't know. It's, it's a very, it's a very volatile time with, with cannabis in general and, and a very fascinating time to see where all this research will go and how the political field uh, pushes it, um, and how the laws end up changing. And that's exactly why we brought in Sarah, just so you guys are listening at home. Uh, she's an expert in this space with animals and the research she's done over the past 10 plus years. I mean, I haven't heard of anything done in the human side. So she's definitely ahead and what they're doing is definitely ahead uh, of a lot of people that are comparable in the space. We talked about how it applies to humans as well down the line, and we've talked about a number of ways in which her company, uh, both Farmer Green and Canna Companion, are fixing these flaws through research, through the science and the application of it. Another cool part about um, Farmer Green is they've actually been linked with Tommy Chong. He, he, he's part of the company as well. Uh, now, Sarah, a big smile comes on your face when you hear Tommy's involvement. How do you think think that represents the quality of your product. I mean, he's not a guy who's just going to go ahead and endorse and work with anything, but right. you've got him. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually quite an honor. Um, Tommy has not uh, joined with any other uh, company ever. Uh, obviously, he has his own company, but, but so far as, as putting his name behind another company, he hasn't done that. And he has his, he's got a great love of animals and he saw and, and appreciated the the hard work that we've done at our company. And like I said, he honored us by, by backing us, um, by saying, you know what, this is a product I believe in. It, it works great for dogs and cats. And um, he's really excited to see where, where our further research and development can go and where, where it can actually take us in the veterinary community. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty cool that he's involved. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did a story with him a while uh, a while back that was one of our most well received stories. So he's definitely a great guy to work with. Uh, brings a smile to your face. And what's important, and I want to note for the people who just heard that this isn't your company buying him as a celebrity endorsement. It, it's Tommy Chong working with your company because he believes in the product. It's not he's going to endorse it for 2014 and then never again. It's he's in because he sees what you guys are doing, and it's a part from anything else that's in the space yeah yeah that's that's exactly right and it's um uh, yeah we're we're right now we're a mom and pop organization and to uh to have somebody uh not just in the cannabis field but to have somebody with that kind of notoriety say hey i believe in you and believe in your product and what you're doing and i want to be part of it it's pretty cool yeah <laughs> really, it's just i mean nothing else can be said it's pretty cool it's, it's really nice to have that 
All right, so we've talked about a number of different things uh, so far. Could you go ahead and talk about the delivery systems you use? Because you've developed kind of a cool couple of different unique ways to actually give this stuff to the dogs and the cats. Yeah, so right now what we have available is our capsules. They're, they're vegetarian-based capsules, and inside is a blend of dried ground hemp product. And that can be given, uh, it needs to be given near mealtime, uh, you could mix it in the food if you wanted to, or you can give it uh, by mouth right afterwards. And that's that's kind of our baseline that we've that we're really comfortable using, and what we started off with ten years ago. What we are coming out with now, uh, and they should be they should actually be in distribution on the shelves by the end of September of this year, are a therapeutic chew. It's cold pressed, so you're not destroying any of the compounds, and it has uh, hemp seed oil, which is different from hemp oil. I'll get to that in a second, but the hemp seed oil. Uh, because it's an oil base and part of the hemp plant is it can actually increase bioavailability in a carnivorous GI tract. Uh, for the same reason, part of our formulation, um, like I said, we use, we use just hemp. We don't add anything to it. But one of the neat things about hemp is uh, in addition to being high in omega fatty acids, it has B vitamins. And those B vitamins plus the hemp seed oil in the therapeutic chew really are going to increase that bioavailability bioavailability and make it easier for dogs and cats to utilize those compounds. Um, down in the future pipeline, we've got two more products that are coming out. Uh, they should be out uh, early 2016, maybe sooner if we can really get going on it. <laughs> um, we'll see. <laughs> but we've been we've been working on uh, small clinical trials over the last year. One of them is uh, an equine or a horse uh, paste. Uh, horses are very interesting creatures. They a lot of a lot of things they just can't take. If you were to give them something like morphine, they react very badly to it. And so, uh, for something like pain control, uh, unfortunately, what is available to them has a tendency to cause significant uh, stomach upsets, uh, very painful actually, um, stomach upset ulcers. And so you have to give the pain control along with an antacid, uh, and we we should be able to to bridge that gap and provide something that will that will work and not cause uh, those kind of side effects. And the other one is an oil. And oils are very, very tricky uh, in dogs and cats. Uh, if you give them, if you put some in food, it's a very predictable response. If you give it, like a lot of humans, uh, uh, human companies recommend giving oils. Uh, if you give it under the tongue, you're going to get a very different response and an inconsistent one at that. Uh, so that's something that we're we're going to come out with, and that'll actually be part of our uh, veterinary only line, carried over the counter in veterinary stores. I love the chews. That's great because, you know, a dog most of the time will just eat and not even think about what they're eating. It's a great yep. delivery system. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and cats, well, cats are cats, 50-50. <laughs> but the dogs love it, and, and uh, uh, the clients that we've spoken to, uh, while they don't mind using the capsules, they think it's, it's pretty cool to, to be able to have the, the therapeutic chews. Um, they're not treats, though. I, I do want to stress that. It's not a... This isn't something that that um, like some of the lovely glucosamine treats out there uh, that you can just keep giving them and it's not going to hurt anything. Uh, you don't want to do that with this product. If you gave your dog the whole bag of our product, they're going to be very, very sleepy. <laughs> very <laughs> like sleepy. a human. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I love the horse angle. That's so cool. Not a lot. Of, I, I don't think I've heard of a, a horse product out there yet. And anything you can do to, uh, you know, a increase. Uh, the comfort level of horses, which is basically none when it comes to injuries and stuff like that that exists that I know of, that'd be great. Yeah, it, uh, it, 
it combines my old passion. I was uh, back in my, my teenage years, uh, I rode horses, I showed Arabians, and uh, that that horse love has never left me. And it's I, I absolutely cannot wait to get our shoes out on the market for dogs and cats and then to get this horse product out uh, and really help improve their comfort level. Um, I, I am, it's, it's not, the, the funny thing is, little little tidbit here on history, uh, all of the stuff that we're doing, it's new to us as modern America, as modern world, if you will, but it's not new to veterinarians. A um, hundred years ago, we grew, we had to grow hemp plants. That was part of how we paid our taxes. But veterinarians used uh, various marijuana tinctures and hemp tinctures and, and oils and, and just raw hemp even uh, in animal feed. And they use it for medicine for horses. Um, colic, just like colic in infants, human infants is a big deal in horses. And we used it then for for treating that. So we're just... We're just bringing it back, applying more modern science to it, and uh, making it available for everybody again. Now, Sarah, what was the first animal you ever had? Um, you know, I my uh, I had a dog. I, uh, my mom, when I was born, she <clears throat> excuse me, she had a, an Irish Setter, the smaller kind, not the giant behemoths. He was uh, <laughs> he was still very smart, <laughs> um, and I do like that breed. So they're good dogs. That was my that was my first. My first pet was a dog. When did you realize you wanted to go into the vet field? I am told I was six years old. <laughs> um, uh, apparently, I told my parents I was going to be a veterinarian, and that never changed. I, How many people said something like that when they were <laughs> six-year-old and, and have no chance of being like that today? That's very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Thank you. What do you think people really need to know about CBD before applying it to their pets? If you talk to someone who's never dealt with CBD and never treated themselves personally or their pets, what do you need to tell them about it? I think the one thing that I would want to say, uh, and this is generic CBD, not not necessarily our product, but I would say be careful and go slow. Um, don't start off by looking at your a cat and say, you weigh an eighth of what I do or a 10th or a 12th of what I do. So I'm going to give you that dose. Uh, it actually doesn't work like that. Um, so that would be number one. If, if you're going to do anything, start very, very, very slow and make adjustments no more than every three days. And that three days is actually important because of how the, uh, the internal cannabis receptor system works. So that needs a little time to adjust. Sometimes it needs two weeks to adjust. If you have an animal, I'll just take a cat, since I use that as, a, as our previous analogy. Uh, if a cat has 17 years old, has arthritis, has kidney disease, has um, maybe some GI problems, and maybe the veterinarian thinks it might have cancer at some point, or, or leaning towards that, that are, that's a lot of things to overcome. And that's a lot of receptors that need to be made and activated in the body. So it can take a couple of weeks for any positive benefits to be seen. If you were to give that cat a small amount and two days later you gave them a medium amount and three days later you gave them a large amount of cannabis or, or CBD in general, you're going to end up with a very sleepy cat and you're going to say the product doesn't work, it just made them sleepy. It's not necessarily the case. It, you just have to take time and go very, very slowly. Um, the second thing is, even if you're uncomfortable, even if you are nervous, talk to your veterinarian. They may not know 
what to say. They may not know how to guide you, but they also might point you in a direction of somebody that, that another professional that they know that, that used it or had success with it. Uh, hopefully that's us, <laughs> but if it's, <laughs> but if it's not, you're at least opening that door and having that conversation. Um, and then yes, the internet is a fantastic resource, but be careful. Um, I, I hate to dash people's hopes, but we do get a lot of questions about, you know, uh, my dog or my cat has cancer. Can your product cure it? No, I, I think that there are anecdotal, um, reports out there and there are some research studies to indicate, in fact, there's a lot of research studies, uh, in the laboratory setting and some in mice that indicate that cannabis, uh, and CBD specifically can be anti-cancer. That's true, but we don't know the dosage. Um, in the few dogs that I'm helping with cancer, uh, where the owners have wanted to push the envelope and, and go into the realm of experimental studies, we have not been able to reach uh, any of the dosages that are reflected in current anti-cancer research with mice uh, because of the side effects. Um, one poor dog, lovely as she, she is, I felt very sorry for her. She was happy as could be but we were getting up to, to a dose that was close to what we found in research. And she was happy, but couldn't walk very well. She was very wobbly in the back end. Uh, that dose was too high for her, so we had to back down. Um, so all of these things have to come into play, and, and I just want people to be careful, to, to be very, very careful about it. Um, there are a lot of good companies out there, but they may not have all the tools to be able to say what needs to be done in a carnivore. And I keep going back to that because plant digestion in an omnivore, in a human, in a pig, in a horse for, for an herbivore uh, is very different from how it's going to be in a dog or a cat. And, and that does need to be taken into account. So um, yeah, go slow, be careful, ask, ask questions, seek, seek help. Yeah, the biggest thing, uh, and I think you hit it on the head in the middle of that too, uh, was having that conversation initially and not being afraid to talk to your vet because let's say they don't know anything about it and uh, do you want to go on and talk to Sarah at Pharma Green or Canna Companion? Uh, you can certainly do that, but what you'll do is you'll get that vet perhaps interested in the medicine itself. Maybe they'll learn more and have that information, maybe not for you, but for the next time. Uh, so very interesting stuff. Uh, Sarah, we're getting close to being done with you, but I got a couple more questions. Uh, how about we talk about your personal professional journey? You know, you've been doing this a long time. Who has been a big influence in your life and how have they helped you kind of get you to where you are? Can you share anyone with us? Uh, you know, I've never actually thought of that, but as you said that, or you asked that question, uh, I would say my husband. Um, and this is outside of him being personally associated with me, uh, I am I am fascinated at his ability to uh, take all of the research that has been done in other countries and, and over the decades and apply them to our dogs and cats. And, and I don't mean our personal dogs and cats, but just any that are out there. Um, it fascinates me how he can take all of these little puzzle pieces and put them together. And, and by the time he gets to the finished puzzle, he presents it to me and I'm like, well, of course that makes perfect sense, but I couldn't have gotten there. Uh, so I certainly wouldn't be where I am today uh, without him. And, and he's integral to our growth in our company. Uh, that, that ability is something I have yet to see in other people. Um, I, I know it's out there, but <laughs> I just haven't seen it and experienced it. Um, so yeah, he is, he's the number one person that's had the most influence in this particular area. Um, 
and then on the personal side, he's obviously in, encouraged me to move forward with uh, the business part of things. So that's been it's been very nice. Now, a little bit of a recommendation, if you could. Let's say someone uh, is really interested and peaked by this interview. They want to check you guys out. Farmer Green, obviously, you can do farmergreen.com or Canon Companion and just look them up online and find that information. Uh, but to find you know, an initial information about uh, animal treatments and CBD and, and the options and what to look out for, is that on the website as well? Where should people go to kind of intro themselves? Right. Yeah, it, it, we do have a little bit on our website. We have two uh, two tabs, our homepage tab. It's uh, and our website is canaforpets.com, and that's F O R pets. Um, but we have a we have a lot of basic information on our homepage, and then there's a scientific tab that that goes into the normal receptor system, the, the endocannabinoid system, and how that that works. Um, we uh, we do have an extreme large amount of uh, kind of a library of sorts of articles that we can send people They're We're not published. We haven't published anything. Um, but obviously we do have, uh, you know, that, that 15 years of, of research and all of the, we have read all of those articles, every single one of them <laughs> um, that, that we have anyway, there's more out there that we haven't read, but um, uh, we can always point people in those directions and send them that information. Uh, and even if they never, purchase our product, that's okay. We want them to have the proper education so that they can make the right decision for their dog or cat. And we want to be that source for them. And I'm telling you why that's cool, people. Uh, these Sarah, her husband, the company at Farmer Green, Canna Companion, you know, licensed vets. You know, they didn't get into this as business people and then figure out the animal side. They figured out the animal side, had a great product, developed a way in which they could most optimally, or excuse me, they could optimize the whole process and the treatment. And that progress is still happening as well, so they're continuing. But they basically want that information out there. They love animals just as much as, as, as you love your animal at home. You know, that's the most important thing to get out here. This is not uh, uh, a product endorsement. It's let's spread this information, and this is the number one place for information right now. Okay, thanks. That's that. That's what we're. <laughs> we had two goals in starting this company. One was helping dogs and cats feel better, have a better quality of life. The second one was education. Uh, there's there's so so much we know about this plant, and the more we know about it, the more we realize we know nothing. And we want to be the ones to. Uh, to help people learn about what we do know and to say, hey, we don't know about this, but it looks like it might be coming up later. Um, so that's, yeah, you nailed it. That's, that's what we want to do with our company. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Sarah. I mean, anything else I didn't hit or did we nail it on the head? I think we got pretty much everything. Um, and I, I really appreciate the time to talk about this. It's, um, it means a lot to me. It really does. Very exciting stuff, guys. That's going to do it for us over here at the Cash and Biz Show. Thank you for listening and tuning in, uh, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or www.cashandbiz.com. Don't forget to check out the Cash and Biz app. You can listen to the podcast while you read stories at the same time, filter through the news of what's happening, the expert articles we're throwing up as you're listening, and stay tuned to Cash and Biz because we have some really cool projects upcoming uh, that are being released over the next month or so. But that's going to do it for us. For Sarah Brandon, the CEO of Canna Companion, VP of Animal Division at Farmer Green. My name's been Tim Stromble. You guys have a great day. We'll see you next time at Cash and Biz. Thanks for tuning in to the At Cash and Biz show. Don't forget to subscribe to our feed and check out our social media. 
We want you to stay in front of the green rush. 